This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining Michaela and myself. We have a fantastic show planned for you. Is that proper English, Michaela? Michaela and myself or Michaela and me, I think I probably should have said. Michaela and I. Michaela and I. No, no, that's not right, Justin, because I'm pretty sure if I take out Michaela, then I would just say for joining me, which would make it make sense. So I think I is not it's not proper. Honestly, it's it's Thursday. I feel like we (laughs) this is like not the the hill we die on because yeah. it's a very big day today. I think you're excited because it's spirit day. I have so much spirit. Are you wearing your purple? <laughs> I am. Me too. I yes. love spirit day. Uh, anti-bullying matters and our, our youth matter. And I'm glad that this started. We're going to dig into spirit day a little bit later on. Uh, give you a little behind the scenes info on how it all got started. We're also going to be talking to our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, uh, about uh, dating and mental health. Speaking of Spirit Day, uh, the reason it came about is, is to protect the mental health of our young ones who are bullied at school, uh, and, and that is not okay for adults as well. I mean, adults can be bullied. I watch all the Real Housewives, and uh, I see a lot of bullying going on. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that with our marriage and family therapist a little bit later on. We're also gonna be joined by another James today, our nurse practitioner James Simmons, uh, talking about Colin Powell's death and the legacy uh, that it leaves. Also, a lot of people asking. Listen, he was fully vaccinated and he died. Uh, mm-hmm. Are vaccines safe? People are asking that question every single time there's a breakthrough case. He's got some answers for you a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but it is Thursday. I'm not thirsty, uh, but I'd like to take a moment to take a drink of my coffee real quick. If you want to take news on the beat. You got it, honey. Okay, so we did talk about it briefly, but Spirit Day is an annual observance that takes place on the third Thursday in October. On October 21st this year, this day aims to create awareness for the bullying and harassment that the LGBTQ community does face. Millions of people worldwide identify as queer, and many more are yet to publicly declare their status. Such a large community of people shouldn't be alienated or marginalized because of their sexual orientation. But the reality, sadly, is that they are all over the world. LGBTQ youth suffers harassment because of their identity. We also take this day to acknowledge those um, who have lost their lives to bullying. And so Spirit Day is a really special, special day. In other news, the FDA has authorized booster doses of the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines and officially given the go for mix and match boosters among all three authorized vaccines. Now the CDC will weigh in. If it signs off, new boosters could be available within days. In the UK, British and international authorities are watching with concern as a new subtype of the Delta variant is causing more infections. The subtype accounted 
for about 6% of new cases in the last week of September. Experts have suggested uh, that the AY4.2 descendant could be slightly more transmissible than the original Delta variant, but it is not yet considered a variant of concern. All right, in other news, Marvel's upcoming movie, Eternals, has made headlines for featuring the first out gay couple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and it's really, really exciting. Now, okay, you help me with this. It's Fastos, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Okay, <laughs> okay gay actor Haas Simon will play the husband of Fastos, the first gay superhero to appear in a Marvel Studio film. Fastos is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and the couple will also have a child. At the film's Hollywood premiere, the stars shared their pride in being part of this historic movie. Simon said, it's life-saving. I wish I had this when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, there's uh, so nothing. Think, it's just like finally giving us a gay superhero, and it's Fastos. You know? Yeah. Superman, yeah. Batman, Spider-Man, and Fastos, the four big ones. <laughs> so, thank you for that. No, I'm really excited about Eternals, though. I, I hear some of my friends were at the premiere. It was here in Hollywood a couple nights ago. And I hear that it's unlike anything Marvel's ever done. That the storytelling is more on brand. With If you've seen Loki, I know you, you probably haven't. It's not really your vibe. But Loki was really about like heart and soul and storytelling, kind of like WandaVision was. And apparently yeah. Eternals uh, is, is sort of that sort of a narrative, which is really, really exciting. So exciting. All right, well, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 77 in New York today, 75 in L.A., 81 in Vegas, a high of 90 in Palm Springs, 84 in Miami, and a high of 73 in Atlanta. Now, give us a vibe of the day. I want you to really think about this one. I love this vibe today. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not in the branch but in her own wings. Always believe in yourself. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right. Well, coming up, it's a very big deal over at Netflix. And we have a trans activist and therapist, Jacob Rostovsky, joining us to talk about how Dave Chappelle is really affecting the trans community and why it is important to continue these walkouts at Netflix. Coming up next. Okay. Now, there are a few things in the world that get me as excited as this music right here, or any music from a horror film, to be honest. It's Halloween, and we're allowed to play this as much as we want here in the Morning Beat. And Kayla, I don't care if you like it or not. I love it. I, I love Halloween. I'm, I'm obsessed. But little did I know that I could actually be more obsessed with the star of the Halloween franchise, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, than I am right now. Because the 62-year-old has shocked me once again. Mm-hmm. Now, about three months ago, uh, Jamie Lee revealed that uh, her youngest child is transgender and sat down recently for an interview with her daughter, Ruby, about the 25-year-old's transition and journey to self-acceptance. Uh, and and she even admitted, Jamie Lee did on Wednesday, that learning new terminology and words has been a challenge at times, but she is determined to put in the work for her daughter, Ruby. She said it's speaking a new language. I am new at it. I am I am not someone who is pretending uh, to know much about it, and I'm going to blow it. I'm going to make mistakes. I would like to try to avoid making big mistakes. I love the openness and the candor of Jamie Lee Curtis because I'll tell you what, the pronoun conversation can be tricky. And 
while by and large, I, I feel like our trans brothers and sisters have been very patient and very understanding with us. Uh, some are offended, and, and understandably so. And it's and it's on on us, you know, the cis you know community to figure it out and to do better. And Jamie Lee Curtis at age sixty two <clears throat> is doing better. I love well, it. I think what's really the conversation that I'm enjoying is that. It's really important to have supportive parents and not everybody had that luxury um, and it's sad that it that it would be a luxury. But I think that when you have a parent in your corner, it gives you a different sense of confidence than it would if you didn't. And having like the woman who birthed you be like, I love you. I'm here for you. We'll do this journey together because it is really difficult coming out. I think in our community, let alone coming out as transgender. And I think with Jamie being so vocal about it, it also gives parents permission to also say, I also don't know what I'm doing, but I too support my child. And then it creates this community that's so needed because it can feel so lonely. I mean, we're celebrating Spirit Day today, and a lot of it is acknowledging uh, the community members that we've lost to bullying, to suicide, to not feeling like they were supported. And having a, a, a parent in your corner, I think, makes all the difference. Well, it all, it all starts at home. I mean, kids learn how to bully by their parents. They're taught that, you know, and it, it's those little things that they pick up along the way, how dad treats mom, how mom talks to dad. And then they take it to school where maybe at home they can't uh, bully their big brothers and sisters or their parents because they're not in a position of power. But you go to school and you've got a little gang going mm-hmm. with your little third grade you know, classmates. And that's where bullying starts. Uh, she's very open and candid, though, in this conversation. It's all part of People Magazine. Uh, they did this interview with with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter, Ruby. Uh, Ruby said she was nervous to come out to her parents, though, which is interesting because her mom's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's been in the game forever. Her dad's Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, the iconic Christopher iconic. Guest. Iconic. Best, best in show, waiting for Guffman, you know, a mighty wind. Uh, and so if, think about that for a moment. For the average person to come out as trans or queer, non-binary, anything on the spectrum other than what's expected, right? Uh, In the best situation, which would be, I would think this, Jamie Lee Curtis, Christopher Guest, Hollywood parents, it was still, still difficult. Uh, and, And she's 25 years old and Jamie Lee Curtis has just now revealed this to the world. You know, who knows exactly how long she has known, but... You got to think if it's scary for a trans person to come out to their parents who are Hollywood royalty, imagine what it's like in small towns across the country. I can't even even wrap my brain around that. And not only is uh, Jamie so supportive, she plans on, I believe, officiating uh, Ruby's wedding next year. And Mm. I think that it's funny that you say that because I actually didn't realize that Christopher Guest and Jamie uh, were married. I didn't know they've been together. I didn't know they were a couple. And Christopher... They're very... Well, they're, I feel like they're very private. They're not They're not a couple. That she, Jamie Lee Curtis usually walks red carpets alone, uh, and she has historically. And he is, he is you know, an iconic director. Oh, he's my hero. His, I mean, I, I literally yeah. – but he's so out there, which is part of why I love him so much because he's so uh, eccentric and he, like, comes up – you know, he had the iconic lesbian couple with uh, Jennifer Coolidge and um, – Of course. And who was it? Jane Lynch, remember? Jane Lynch, yeah. Yes, yes. So you'd think that it would be normal, but I, I just love that they're being so supportive. I, I, we need so much more of that. I believe he played uh, Harlan Pepper in uh, Best in Show. 
He had the bloodhound oh, yeah. in the uh, motor in the motorhome. <laughs> so so good. Now listen, I love this. You know, not just today on Spirit Day, but all days. Uh, it's important to support your children, to raise kind children. Ignore the congressman from what was it, North Carolina? Oh we yeah, talked about. Uh, ignore his audio. Uh, we don't need to raise beasts, young men to be beasts. We need monsters. To raise young men and women and non-binary children and gender-fluid children to just be kind and compassionate. And if you're struggling with the, with the pronoun conversation, I get it. it. It's a little bit complicated at first, and I, I still get it wrong from time to time. Uh, but as long as you're trying, yeah. you're trying to do better and be respectful, I think we're all okay. All right. Well, one parent who is not supportive is Britney Spears' dad, but he's being dropped by lawyers after conservatorship suspension. The free Britney movement is not over. And we'll talk those details in what's popping coming up next. It wasn't that long ago that the Free Britney movement was less of a movement and more of a fringe conspiracy theory. Uh, now fast forward to the last couple of weeks and the Spears family has been all over the news. We're not talking about Britney today, but somebody very close to her, Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Okay, this is crazy. So Holland and Knight, the law firm that represented Jamie Spears for years during the uh, during the Britney Spears conservatorship battle, has dropped him as a client over concerns that the pop star's attorney will sue after the guardianship is terminated. Uh, litigator Matthew Rosengart has asserted numerous times that he's going to investigate and sue Jamie, a source close to the situation uh told this article they said if and when he does jamie will need to defend and likely be adverse to parties in the conservatorship i mean it is not looking good for the spears family at all we just reported was it yesterday that jamie lynn spears uh is releasing a book uh in january and she went to like give money to a nonprofit that focuses on mental health and they were like no sis you can keep your money we stand with britney i mean it's like the world is not going to forget what has happened to Britney Spears anytime soon, and they're not going to put up with the family's BS. Yeah, this is all according to page six. His his former lead counsel, Vivian Lee Thoreen, uh, literally told her client, you'll need to find a different litigator. Um, here's what Wait, I think her name's all- Vivian? Yes. Her name's Vivian? My uh-huh. grandma? My uh-huh. grandma's taking care of Britney Spears? Yeah, it's, it's in the article that you're reading right now. <laughs> yes, that's her. Uh, she's also Asian, so you're, apparently your grandmother was Asian. Is that correct, I would assume? Yes. Yeah, oh, got it, mm-hmm. got it, got it. That's, uh, that tracks. Um, no, I think what's really also happening here, one, they don't want to get sued themselves. Two, the money's gone. He can't pay the fees anymore because he's not getting paid by Britney. And that's really what it, he's got these high power attorneys that he could afford because he was ripping Britney off for so many years that he could afford them because it made sense because he was making so much money. Now he's not. Yeah, you're totally right. Well, I'm happy. <clears throat> I think that this has been a long time coming. Britney Spears, on the other hand, is like living her best life, riding motorcycles with Sam, her fiance. So, I, you know, everyone, I think, ultimately just wants Britney to feel good and stop being taken advantage of. So I think that's what's happening. Now, coming up in our next hour, it's Therapy Thursdays. And we're talking with uh, marriage and family therapist James Gay on dating online and how that can affect your mental health and some tips on how to not personalize things when trying to get back into the dating world. Coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, we're joined by therapist uh, James Gay for Therapy Thursday, talking to us about protecting your mental health while navigating the world of online dating. That's tricky. Uh, listen, I get it. Michaela and I are in long-term relationships. Our producer, Justin, uh, is married. What do we know? Well... Marriage and family therapist James Gay knows a thing or two, and he's here to help you uh, navigate that world. He's also going to talk to us about the importance of Spirit Week. Uh, Spirit Day is today. If you're wearing purple, uh, fantastic. If you're not, go change uh, because it's important that we support our youth today and always. Uh, So it's marriage and family therapist James Gay on the morning beat for Therapy Thursdays and Spirit Day coming up in about 15 minutes from right now. Currently, though, it is time for News on the Beat. You got it, babe. All right, well, you did touch upon it. Spirit Day is an annual observance that takes place on the third Tuesday in October, on October 21st this year. Now, this aims to create awareness for the bullying and harassment that the LGBTQ community faces. Millions of people worldwide identify as queer, and many more are yet to publicly declare their status. Such a large community of people shouldn't be alienated or marginalized because of their sexual orientation, but the reality, sadly, is that they are. All over the world, LGBTQ youth suffers harassment because of their identity, so we acknowledge that today. Now, in other news, the FDA has authorized booster doses of the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines and officially given the go for mix and match boosters among all three authorized vaccines. Now the CDC will weigh in. If it signs off, new boosters could be available within days. In the UK, British and international authorities are watching with concern as a new subtype of the Delta variant is causing more infections. The subtype accounted for about 6% of new cases in the last week of September. Experts have suggested the AY.4.2 descendant could be slightly more transmissible than the original Delta variant, but it's not yet considered a variant of concern. All right, another news, Marvel's upcoming movie Eternals has made headlines for featuring the first out gay couple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gay actor Haas Slayman will play the husband of Fastos, the first gay superhero to appear in a Marvel studio film. Fastos is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and the couple will also have a child at the film's Hollywood premiere. The stars shared their pride in being part of this historic movie. They said it's life-saving. I wish I had that when I was a kid growing up to see this. My God, I wish. Can you imagine how many lives this is going to be saving? 
kids, young queer folks who are either being bullied, committing suicide, not seeing themselves represented, and now they get to see this. It's above and beyond. Sleeman also praised the fact that both men in the couple uh, are people of color. He said that's so huge. Marvel and Disney could not be any more global. That's such a big deal. I, I can't imagine being able to be a little kid and see a superhero living out the life that you'd want to live. I mean, that would have changed your life, AJ. Yeah, I mean, nothing says we support the community like a major studio like Marvel making the iconic superhero that everybody knows and loves, Fastos, gay. Come on. It's great. It's awesome. Give me a gay (laughs) Superman. Give me a gay Batman. Grow up. But I love it. It is cool. When they gave Ruby Rose the role of Batwoman, I was like, hot. Yeah, make her a lesbian. I love this for her. And then she hated her entire experience. And that's another story. (laughs) To be fair, AJ, there is a bisexual Superman now. In the comics, not on film. Nobody reads the comics except for weirdos like you. How dare you? And (laughs) 12-year-olds. Also weird. Kind of weird. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 75 in L.A. today. 79 in Vegas, a high of 90 in Palm Springs, 86 in Houston, 84 in Miami, a high of 66 in Seattle, 77 in Baltimore, 66 in St. Louis, and 90 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not in the branch, but in her own wings. Always believe in yourself. I love that. All right, well, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays, and family and marriage ther- marriage and family therapist James Gay is joining us as people are navigating online dating after a pandemic and how to really protect your mental health. He'll give us some tips coming up next. Listen, here at The Morning Beat, we believe it's always the right time for a little bit of therapy, so here to take us through our emotions on a bit of an emotional roller coaster is our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. James, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you both? We're fantastic. Uh, And luckily, luckily, Michaela and I are not dating online. We're very much (laughs) in love, right? I'm engaged. I'm heading toward the altar. But a lot of people out here in these streets trying to date and dating online is more popular than ever. Uh, But that can be tricky on your mental health. What sort of advice do you give to clients who are maybe thinking about getting back into the dating world and, and doing so through like an app? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess first and foremost, and probably most difficult to do, is to not take it too seriously. <laughs> oh wow! How do you in do that? Sense that <laughs> right, in the sense that it is not a determiner of our worth or value. You know, there are there's a ton more rejection, a ton more non-responses and ghosting and all that than there is you know, any sort of communication or potential in-person dates. So just to know that from the get-go, um, you know, because often people are putting their best foot forward. They're, you know, doing their photos that make them look the best and sharing all kinds of information that they think is going to entice another person. And for that to be, you know, rejected kind of hurts sometimes. So again, not take it too seriously. The other thing is that the, the, the quickest that people can kind of get off the apps and the texting, you know, after you've had a, at least enough data points to realize that this is worth your time and investment and meaning in person, the better. Because chemistry online can be very different than even FaceTime can be very different than even um, meeting up in person. 
I feel like it's tough for people that are single because I will say when I face any kind of rejection towards like my career on social media or something that's important mm-hmm. to me, that feels really tough. But to face any sort of rejection when it comes to wanting to find love, which is a genuine like thing that people need, need it to survive. I feel like that's when it gets deeper. There's similarities there. Yeah, you know, it's just extra vulnerable, right? It's not our job, our career, our voice, or whatever else, which is already pretty vulnerable, right? But it's it's our personhood. So it's really easy to kind of get lost in the, the swiping and the shuffle and the, you know, um, pursuing hour after hour after hour of this online stuff. But again, the more we can kind of recognize you know, that we're seeking validation if we are and to self-validate, to, to be connected to other friends and, and family member, trustworthy people that can help us to, to remember who we are at our core and that we are a value, you know, that's helpful too. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, this is about meeting new people, showing up with our full authentic selves and seeing if there's a good fit. You know, if we're just trying to people please, if we're just trying to get someone to like us for some image of what we've created for ourselves, that's that's not going to fly for very long. Well, yeah, social media. Yeah, social media is oftentimes (laughs) a highlight reel. We've all heard that. We've all, you know, experienced that. Uh, If you're just now joining us, we're talking to our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. Uh, James, how long have you been a therapist, can I ask? I uh, started my private practice as an intern in 1999. Whoa! Okay. Honey, you look good because I was graduating high school in 1999. So good kudos to you. You look fantastic. Um, But I'm kind of curious to know, though, because then as you remember, when you were were starting in this game, social media didn't exist. We didn't have online dating, really. There weren't really apps. Mm -hmm. eHarmony and Match were starting to sort of come around in the early 2000s. And as you said earlier – the way we communicate on every single app is a little yeah. bit different. So mm-hmm. how, as a therapist, do you yeah. help clients navigate like mm-hmm. what's real in this space might not be real in this space might not be real in that space? And how do you right. kind of weave in and out of those things on a daily basis like we all do? Yeah, yeah, it's tricky, right? And and like you said, each app is a little different. So, you know, in general, you know, my advice is to, you know, show sh- certainly show up with your best self. We all do that when we're meeting someone new, um, but not to the extent that it's fake or a fraud or anything else, right? You're highlighting who you are and and what you hopefully like about yourself and what someone else might, you know, be attracted to. But it's also about being authentic and real yeah. and capturing, you know, the nuances of who we are that not everybody's going to dig, but is essential for finding that right connection. Well, I want to uh, I want to talk to you about something. We've just got a minute left. There's a new uh, feature on Tinder where it's called Plus One, and if you need a Plus One to go on a date, like a mm-hmm. like a wedding, that you can just find somebody and go together. And I actually thought that was a really sweet idea because that can be intimidating headed to a wedding. Do you think that that is something that will be uh, good moving forward? Yeah, it's, it reminds me of Bumble's finding your best friend sort of option, right? I think the more opportunities we have to meet up with people and form connections and see what happens, that might be an opportunity for further dates or to build a relationship. So, you know, any opportunity online or offline that we have to do that, I, I'm all for. <laughs> I, yeah, I love I like, that too. Yeah, that's kind of where we were. I like that. All right. Well, coming right. up, we're going to continue with you, uh, James Gay, as it's uh, Glad's Spirit Day. 
why it's so important to continue celebrating coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. And once again, happy Spirit Day. Thanks for Glad for creating this years ago. And it's important that we celebrate this, you know, every year. We're joined again by our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. Uh, What does Spirit Day mean to you uh, and, and, and to those around you? You know, for me, it's really about um, appreciating, enjoying, recognizing our LGBTQ-ness, <laughs> our um, sexual and gender diversity, minority status. And, you know, it's like another opportunity to raise consciousness and awareness um, that we are all of value and worth and we deserve compassion and care and acceptance and embracing for all the different aspects of who we are. Um, Now, I know this answer, but many people say, well, why do you need Spirit Day when you guys have pride and you have multiple prides? But there's actually a really important reason why we wear purple. Yeah, yeah. It it really is about acknowledging bullying that still continues to happen. You know, it's 2021, but it's still you know, happening in all major cities and, and suburbia and other parts. And it needs to stop. You know, it's, it's a lot of it's gone online with uh, bullying and, you know, spirit day is a recognition, you know, it's a pledge really against bullying, um, which is a important aspect of creating a, 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 kinder, more compassionate world for us all. <laughs> well, let's uh, speaking of online, let's go there for just a moment because there's the story. We're talking about the importance of our youth understanding that they have a safe space and that, that bullying is not okay. Uh, and it's hard enough to handle bullying when it's coming from other students. But when it's coming from teachers or from school mm-hmm. administrators, other parents, mm-hmm. there's a report uh, on LGBTQ Nation of uh, Minneapolis schools that are spying on queer students and outing them. So they use this software. Um, it's called Gaggle. And essentially, they're spying on students' online activity. I'm sure the idea was to monitor, but it's actually turned into more of a spying situation, right? And the software flags LGBTQ-related terms, has already reported, uh, reportedly outed at least one LGBTQ student to their parents and possibly even a trans student because um, they were writing about their suicidal thoughts online and attract it and told wow. their parents, and their parents didn't even know. Uh, I can see how they may have thought this was going to be helpful, and maybe, right. maybe, maybe in your expert opinion, it, it could be. But what kind of harm could this also bring to these students as well? Well, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing because I think administrators, staff, teachers, adults, it is our jobs to um, protect LGBTQ youth and students and to support them in the process of doing that for themselves, right? But the way that we do that matters, whether that's an app or anything else, right? It's it's not okay, and it's actually quite frankly dangerous to out an LGBTQ youth to their parent, not knowing, you know, if their parent would be supportive or kick them out, you know, homelessness among LGBTQ youth is, is very, very high, you know, 48.7% of LGBTQ students have experienced cyberbullying. So it needs to be addressed, but it needs to be addressed carefully. Oh, yeah. It's just so, kids are so fragile. It's, I mean, we all are, but, you know, our youth. It's really sad. I, I do want to go back to Spirit Day, though. You know, speaking of our youth, Spirit Day began in 2010, 2010 I'm sorry, <laughs> when high school student Brittany McMillian asked fellow students to just simply wear purple to honor recent suicide deaths. And if that doesn't show you as well, what. Mm-hmm. 
our LGBTQ youth can do, why it's so important to validate their voices. Um, I, I think it's incredible because, you know, we've been reporting so many stories where kids are also doing these awful TikTok challenges where they're like ripping pride flags down and like beating up uh, younger gay kids. And, and so at least we have a little bit of hope with this. Yeah, it's, it's really a collective challenge to fight bullying of LGBTQ youth, right? So the more that we all sort of not just wear purple on a particular day, which is great moment and symbolic gesture, but also show up and intervene when it's necessary, you know, support youth in protecting themselves and understanding that, you know, just because they're experiencing this for- these forms of violence doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them, you know, that it's a systemic issue, that it's external outside of them. You know, the more that we can give opportunities for love and care and compassion um, for our LGBTQ youth, the the better the mental health outcomes um, are into adulthood. So it's really, really crucial. Listen, I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, Show your support. Uh, All day long, you can wear purple today. And unlike some colors out there, I'm looking at you, yellow and orange. Everybody looks good in purple. Everybody. I've never met a person who doesn't look good in purple. I I literally could not agree more, to be honest. It's really good. James Gay, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We we know you're probably wearing purple today, too. Thank you for celebrating with us and for keeping our community safe and and mentally healthy. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Morning Beat on this beautiful, beautiful spirit day. Hope you're wearing purple. Uh, right now, though, it's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, and for all things pop culture, we go to our queen, Michaela Gordon. Okay, so this is kind of juicy. Dance Moms alum and current Dancing with the Stars contestant Jojo Siwa has split up with her girlfriend of less than a year, Kylie Prue. Now, um, some of the cast members did confirm that Jojo and Kylie did break up. And Kylie did stop attending the show, so she hasn't been seen in the audience since the split. They also said that JoJo is just focusing on the competition and giving her all. And while it's a rough time for her, she's handling Dancing with the Stars very professionally and still putting on a smile and giving 100% because she doesn't want to let her fans down. Listen, JoJo is 18 years old, and she's literally making history. I feel like this is sort of inevitable. It's hard to like focus yes. on a relationship every, and also be an icon. Every relationship at 18 breaks up. I mean, there aren't that mm-hmm. many that last. And you got to think, I feel sorry for her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend, to I be know. thrust into the public eye like that. And then to see your partner be so famous, and, and, and not that she wasn't before, but to get so much attention for Dancing with the Stars. And then also, also, you got to think, you're a young person. When I was 18 years old, if if I'd been cur- courageous enough to be gay and I saw my my partner on TV being felt up and down in these sexy dances I, every I single day, I'd I lose know. my mind. I 100% agree. And you know, her, her partner, Jenna, is 27 years old. She's beautiful. She's sexy. You watch them together. And I mean, I think there's always chemistry with dance partners, but... They are like, they've got it going on. However, they're saying Jenna's just like a big sister to JoJo. Nothing more, nothing less. Of course, of course. She's twice her age, right? Yeah. Yeah, but still, at 18, I'd be like, meh. I mean, probably at 33, I'd be like, meh. I couldn't handle it. Well, she's also married to Val, isn't she? She's also who? Married to Val. Yeah, Val Shamirskovsky. Why can't I say it today? Shamirskovsky. That's a hard name to say. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, listen, good luck to JoJo. I think it's the best decision. She's just got to focus on herself right now. She's so young, and she really is making history. Coming up in What the Health, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated and still died of COVID-19. Dr. James Simmons talked to us about that and moving forward coming up next. You're listening to The Morning Beat coming up this hour on the show. We have a great hour for you. We've got our nurse practitioner, Dr. James, joining us for What the Health. You know, uh, Colin Powell's legacy is being reviewed right now by uh, many on both sides of the aisle. Uh, But one thing that a lot of people are concerned about is the fact that he died of COVID complications while fully vaccinated. Uh, Dr. James is going to join us to, to, to discuss that and to tell us why it's important to still get vaccinated and why there were other issues at hand uh, in Colin Powell's death. Um, and also, he's going to stick around to talk about boosters. Now, a lot of information coming out about boosters right now. It's constantly in flux. It's a conversation a conversation that's ever-changing, uh, but one that's super important, so we're going to have that as well this hour. But currently, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, it's your time to shine. All right, honey, well, let's talk COVID uh, and vaccines. The FDA has authorized booster doses of the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines and officially given the go for mix and match boosters among all three authorized vaccines. Now the CDC will weigh in. If it signs off, new boosters could be available within days. In the UK, British and international authorities are watching with concern as a new subtype of the Delta variant is causing more infections. The subtype accounted for about 6% of new cases in the last week of September. Experts have suggested the AY.4.2 descendant could be slightly more transmissible than the original Delta variant, but it is not yet considered a variant of concern. All right, in other news, today's a really big day. It's Spirit Day, and Spirit Day is an annual observance that takes place on the third Thursday in October. On October 21st this year, this day aims to create awareness for the bullying and harassment that the LGBTQ community faces. Millions of people worldwide identify as queer, and many more are yet to publicly declare their status. Such a large community of people should not be alienated or marginalized because of their sexual orientation, but the reality sadly is that they are. All over the world, LGBTQ youth suffers harassment because of their identity. So we like to take today, wear purple, show her in support. Um, you know, this day, I, we have yet to talk about it, but this day began because of a high school student who was tired of watching our, our community suffer and she encouraged everyone to wear purple and it sort of stuck and that's what they did. So, I mean, our youth has so much power, so much control and they can really, really make a difference. I, I, I love that you shared that because so many people oftentimes think that you can't make a difference because you're just one person. You might not be famous. You might not have a social media following, but this was one high schooler who just over a decade ago decided to change the world and, and has. Uh, you know, I was in San Francisco shooting content uh, this past weekend for Q Digital. They're the owners of LGBTQ Nation and Queerty, and we were doing this travel series with Toyota, right? And we got to go to uh, Harvey Milk's, uh, it's now a photography studio, but it, it was where he held his uh, his campaign was based out of, in the Castro in San Francisco. And they have all of the, all of the different pride flags, right? And most of them I knew. There were a couple I did not. I didn't know what the leather pride flag was. I wasn't familiar Mm -hmm. with it. Of course, the Castro is right near Folsom. Uh, They have a thriving community up there in San Francisco. And it showed when each flag flag was created. (laughs) Freudian slip. When each flag was created and who created it. And the stories behind each and every one of them are so touching. Uh, So once again, you never know 
Yeah. Uh, one person can change the world. Absolutely. Okay, another really historical moment. Marvel's upcoming movie, Eternals, has made headlines for featuring the first out gay couple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gay actor Haas Simon will play the husband of Fastos, the first gay superhero to appear in a Marvel Studio film. Fastos is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and the couple will also have a child at the film's Hollywood premiere Monday night. The stars shared their pride in being part of this historic movie. It's life-saving, Slayman said in an interview with Variety. I wish I had that when I was a kid growing up to see this. I wish. Can you imagine how many lives this is going to be saving? Kids, young queer folks who are either being bullied or committing suicide, not seeing themselves represented, and now they get to see this. It is above and beyond. And that it really, really is. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 90 in La Quinta, 90 in Cathedral City, 66 in Cleveland, 64 in Chicago, 73 in Atlanta, 66 in San Francisco, 86 in Houston, 90 in Palm Springs, 79 in Vegas, and 75 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not in the branch, but in her own wings. Always believe in yourself. Mm, I love that. All right, well, coming up, uh, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated, but he still died of complications from COVID-19. Dr. James Simmons is going to join us for What the Health to discuss what we need to know coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined by our nurse practitioner, Dr. James Simmons for What the Health. Dr. James, how are you? I am doing well. How are y'all? Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Uh, recently, earlier this week, uh, <laughs> former Secretary of State Colin Powell uh, passed away. Uh, and as we mourn, uh, we're also learning more about his death. Uh, and it was due to COVID-19 complications. Now, he was uh, undergoing treatment for cancer, if I understand correctly. Um, but when things like this happen, and some who are already skeptics uh, who are saying, listen, he didn't die of COVID. He died of cancer. He died of other complications, other issues, right? Uh, other issues that many times are not able to get, get treated because the hospitals are jam-packed with COVID, you know, patients. Uh, how do you have that conversation? What do you say to those people? Uh, it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> do you like my sigh with that? Um, I think that, you know, first of all, that, you know, our, our hearts and, and thoughts and, and everything go out to Colin Powell and controversial, but certainly, uh, you know, a, a huge figure in American history. Um, here's the thing, you know, everyone jumped right away to saying, okay, well, this is proof, you know, the anti-vaxxers were like, this is proof that the vaccines don't work and they're horrible and well, whatever. And I, I think in this, you know, I, I've, I've been saying this a little bit more lately and I really believe this. I think we all left, right, middle, everyone has to stop and just breathe for just a moment when anything happens. Not only are we in a 24-hour news cycle, but we're in a 24-7, 365 social media cycle, and all of these things keep happening, and we just were so triggered by everything, and we're so on edge, and we're so trying really hard to be right, and we miss the complications and the nuance and things. Like, for instance, Colin Powell was undergoing active therapy for multiple myeloma. Multiple myeloma itself, as a blood disorder, can lessen your immune response and then undergoing active treatment for it can significantly lessen your immune response. So when you look at that, he also was 84. He also had Parkinson's disease. He also, some were saying he had been under treatment for prostate cancer as well in the past. Um, I, I don't think that was active at the time of his death though, but all of these things play into a picture of someone who maybe 
have received at least two doses of the vaccine does not mean that they have been able to mount the same antibody response as someone who is not undergoing therapy for multiple myeloma, for someone who is not 84, for someone who is not having has Parkinson's disease. So, yes, he was, quote, fully vaccinated, meaning he had received a complete series of shots. But the data is explicitly clear that individuals who have the multiple comorbidities like Colin Powell had don't mount the same antibody response as anyone else. And what we leave out is the part that antibody response, whether vaccine or from having been infected, is just a part of the overall immune picture. You need the rest of your immune system, including having reserves, being healthy otherwise. Like all of these other things play into whether or not you are able to beat COVID-19. So I'm glad that some of the news organizations have even gone so far as to issue corrections to their headlines um, about this. Even, you know, organizations like the New York Times buried in their story that, oh, yeah, he happened to be going through multiple myeloma therapy. But that to me is that's the whole point. That's really, really, really important that someone who is otherwise young and healthy, not going on undergoing active cancer therapy or immuno is not otherwise immunocompromised may have a ton of antibodies. Someone like Colin Powell probably did not. Um, Something I'm reading says that you are six times less likely to get COVID-19 than someone who's unvaccinated, and you are 11 times less likely to die from COVID-19 compared to an unvaccinated person. And that's really the information we we should continue spreading, especially when stories come out like this. Would you say those things to encourage people to still continue getting vaccinated? Yeah, I think it's really important for people to to remember, too, that no, nothing is 100 percent. Nothing in life period is 100 percent. Right. But nothing. There's no medical therapy. There's no medical treatment. There is no prevention. There is no vaccine. There is nothing ever in the history of medicine or science that is 100 percent all the time for every single human being going to be perfect. And I think we did maybe a little bit of a disservice by you know, saying things like, oh, Moderna, 95% protective against blah, 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 blah. What we left out was the asterisks that are so important. 95% protective against severe illness and hospitalization. If you have a completely full, active, healthy, wonderful, functioning immune system, you got your vaccines on time. You stayed away from high levels of COVID, right? The other thing we have to talk about in terms of a Colin Powell situation is that the six times and 11 times, like you mentioned, Michaela, he was clearly in an environment where there was someone with active virus around him who passed it on to him. But if other folks had gotten vaccinated, then they there's a significantly less likelihood that they would have passed it on to someone who was clearly very, very sick. So when we even talk about vaccines, fine. If you don't want to talk about numbers, if you don't really think that you need the vaccine, think about all of the other people, the older folks, the immunocompromised folks and the kiddos in your life who can't be protected on their own. They have to be protected by you taking the vaccine. I, yeah, I feel like the more information we all have, the, the dumber people get in some ways, which is really, really yeah. odd. Um, but I will tell you this. You said there are nothing in life is 100 percent. I will tell you this. I can with 100 percent accuracy tell you that Michaela Gordon over here <laughs> will always come to work with a perfect eyebrow and the messiest hair you've ever seen at 5 a.m. <laughs> that is 100% accurate. That is 100% so accurate. There are some, and she will also it's have animal it's prints hanging in her closet. 
365 days a year. 100%. (laughs) Well, listen, I got to be careful. I don't like to mix and match my animal prints, but I might be willing to mix and match my vaccine because the FDA is saying they'll allow fully vaccinated Americans to get COVID-19 booster shots that are different than the original vaccine. But we want to talk to you about that and what the health coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined again by Dr. James Simmons, our in-house nurse practitioner. Uh, Dr. James, this is complicated for some. You know, uh, Michaela made a joke about it a moment ago, but like, I won't wear Nike with Reebok. It makes me uncomfortable when I mix brands, right? I just, I'm weird. My, my fiance is the same way, right? Um, well, but, I think we get our gay card taken away. Well, we I know, right? Yes. Right, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Head to toe, head to toe, one look, that's it. Well... We're now hearing from the FDA that they're going to allow fully vaccinated Americans to get COVID-19 booster shots that are different than the vaccine they initially received. So I'll tell you this. This has been my process. Initially, I was like, Johnson and Johnson, one shot done. Got it. Then things got dicey. And I was like, well, if it's not safe for, for women, like the, the five women in the world that it was unsafe for, that it got blood clots, then maybe I don't want it anymore. We found out that wasn't that accurate, but it scared me. Yeah. Then I was like, Pfizer sounds great. So I got Pfizer couple of months go by, sounds like Moderna might be a little bit better. It holds holds in there a little bit longer and stays active longer, right? So this information is constantly changing. Well, now we hear that maybe since I got my Pfizer shot, I could get a booster by Moderna? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So how does that work? <laughs> and, like, I want to understand the science behind this. Yes. And, okay, so essentially what they're saying is, we, they have had an opportunity now to look at what the response is from people who got original J, J, J and J, and then they get a booster of J and J, or a different group of people who get a booster of Moderna or a booster of Pfizer. And essentially what they're seeing are some pretty dramatic numbers. So if you are boosterized, my new favorite word these days, if you're a booster, if you got a J and J and then you're boosterized with a, another J and J, you get about four times the pop on your antibodies. So you go right back up to where you were uh, in terms of your percentage of antibody coverage, protecting you against severe disease. These are the percentages we're talking about. Right. And you get some more like it, there's some on top of it. Great. That's awesome. With Pfizer, it's like 20 times the antibody response. And with Moderna, it's like 76 times the antibody response. There's this huge antibody response that happens with the mRNA vaccines, which is the Pfizer and the Moderna. All of this being said, AJ, to clear everything up, at the end of the day, I think it's really important for people to not get caught in these numbers, to not get caught in, well, is it 76% or 25% or all of this and whatever. If you can and are eligible to get boosted, you should and know that whatever you get boosted with, whether it matches the, your original vaccine or it is a different one, it is going to provide a significantly elevated level of protection in the form of antibodies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does. Well, I'm going to go and, now. And I think it's, <laughs> then I'm going to do yeah. it too. I don't, I don't I, like to mix either. I think either. it's that simple. Yeah, I, I feel that way. I too... You know, the sorry to interrupt, Michaela, I think the one of the things that will probably come out of this as well is that these were probably originally maybe should have been advertised as a three dose series. So we go, but, you know, everyone was like, oh, J&J is great because it's one and done or Pfizer's or Moderna, whatever. Fine. I have to get two and I have to separate them by a certain number of weeks. 
I actually think that what will play out is that the most optimal protection from the vaccines was probably always three doses for the MRNAs and probably always two doses for the Johnson and Johnson. But these are so new, right? We just don't know it. Like we didn't know what we didn't know. And so now that we're seeing this hugely overwhelming response after the booster, I think what we'll go back to is moving forward people who decide to get vaccinated, we're just going to say, this is going to be a three-shot series. You're going to get one now, one six weeks later, and one nine months after that, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I Look, I feel like I was a little hesitant at first, obviously, for different reasons. But to me, it sounds good. I don't care about mixing. I just want everybody to feel safe and feel good at this point. Um, and so I think that's really important. So just for clarification, You cannot get the booster shot if you've not already had both vaccines, right? Like, you can't just go and be like, I want it. Um, Well, I mean, it would then be your original shot. Yeah, because the dose, yeah. That that would be considered your first shot then. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? What is Science. Is that why you smirked no, at me? But oh. no, listen, nothing, nothing is wrong with be you, Michaela, because one. there's so Duh. there, but there's so much news out there. This happens all the time. I literally had someone the other day say, okay, so ask me, so wait, if this third shot is, it's really the third shot, but if it's a certain percentage of the dose of the first shot, is it really qualifies the first shot? Like, what should I put on my card? Like they were, they were just all up in their head about the numbers and all of this stuff. And I, I really, I agree. AJ, you said this before when we it's like the more information we get, the dumber we all get. So, like, let's just simplify all of this. If you have not been vaccinated, go get it. It probably doesn't really matter which one you get, though. It looks like either Pfizer or Moderna are probably better. And then if it's time for your booster, get whatever you can get. If you can get the same one that you got before, great. If you can get another mRNA, Pfizer or Moderna, those seem to have the biggest bang for your buck. Listen, while we're solving the world's problems, one question that finally needs answered once and for all, if a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it, does it make a sound? What? (laughs) Haven't you heard that one? Dr. James doesn't know. The silence silence was my answer. I I felt like I had some sort of like drag queen response, like a RuPaul, like a... It, it, it only matters if it sashays away or something, but, you know, I just, I didn't have it. Sorry. Listen, you, you did enough trying to make <laughs> yeah, me look honey. good from that and I'll fumble say this, I just Regardless, had. when that tree hits the ground, that's some good wood hitting the ground, honey. I'm going to say that. Okay. That's my drag queen response. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. This is Speaking taking a turn. Woo! Hey. Okay, Dr. James. Mm. Let's say goodbye before we get canceled. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for our final round of What's Poppin' of the Spirit Day. Hope you're wearing purple. Hope you're showing support to our youth uh, today and every day. Uh, we do want to remind you, here's how you can support us. Uh, speaking of support, uh, download the Odyssey app by heading over to wearechannelq.com. You can listen to the Morning Beat as a podcast anywhere you take your mobile device. So if you can't listen to us in real time, we totally get it. Just catch up later. Uh, and share with a friend or family member, please, and thank you. It's time now for What's Poppin'. Okay, well, Ruby Rose has taken to her Instagram stories to set the record straight on what exactly happened during her one season playing Batwoman. She said, enough is enough. I'm going to tell the whole world what really happened on set. And then proceeds to just literally drag everybody. She said, first up, Peter Roth, you are chapter one. Not sure if you let... 
Uh, I'm not sure if you left after getting promoted to the highest position because you couldn't stop making young women steam your pants around your crotch while you were still wearing said pants, or if you left after putting a private investigator on me who you fired as soon as the report didn't fit your narrative. Either way, when it comes to you, there's already an army waiting for you. So everyone's like gagged, gooped, right? She then goes on to post videos of a doctor talking to her about the severe injuries she got while working on the show, including a broken rib and a broken neck for which she needed surgery. She said to everyone who said I was too stiff on Batwoman, imagine going back to work 10 days after this. 10 days. She then details horrifying onset disasters like when a crew member got third degree burns over their entire body, when a woman was paralyzed on set, and when Rose was cut in the face and almost blinded. I mean, the stories feel and and seem unbelievable considering like this is a CW show. And uh, I, I feel like I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I mean, to have third degree burns, to be paralyzed on set and to just let it all go under the rug. And I remember when she left, people kind of dragged her. They were like, oh, she's just a diva. Oh, she's a diva. And I mean, if all of this is true, which I believe, uh, I can't imagine how she must have felt. Listen, this is why it's so important to wait until you pass judgment on people. You know, uh, I, I, you've worked with the CW for many, many years, and your experience yeah. might be very, very different from hers. And as, as two queer women, um, both can be very, very valid. You may love your experience with them while she has a terrible a terrible experience because it, it, any network is not a monolith, right? Every single show has their own sort of uh, subculture and their own dynamics. Uh, and it sounds like this set was horrendous. Uh, and also, also, not only hell hath no fury like a woman, fury like a woman scorned. Don't upset a queer woman, honey. Yeah. Don't do it well, because they will know, come for every man. <laughs> yeah, and they absolutely will. And as yeah, they should. I mean, my experience with the CW is completely different. I also had a holding deal for years with Warner Brothers, and I worked with Fran Drescher. Like, I my experience was not that. However, there is a statement now from Warner Brothers Television Group. They said, despite the revisionist history that Ruby Rose is now sharing online, aimed at the producers, the cast and crew, the network and the studio, the truth is that Warner Brothers Television had decided not to exercise its option to engage Ruby for season two of Batwoman based on multiple multiple complaints about workplace behavior that were extensively reviewed and handled privately out of respect for all concerned. I don't like that answer, though. I, yeah. I don't really... I think totally disregarded everything she said yeah, yes which which could go one of two ways it could turn into a netflix situation where the ceo is uh, a week later apologizing for how they handled the dave Chappelle and the trans activism that was coming out of that special right or it could come out that she was problematic on set and actually was a diva or was you know an issue for for other cast members or other crew members uh, and it, it, they sound pretty forceful which makes me think that they've either one they're trying to scare her to stay quiet. I think they're trying to scare. Uh, in or, my in my opinion, or they can back it up. So we're gonna. Well, this will I feel play like out. she can back it up. I feel like she had X rays of of her bones showing like this is what I was dealing with. And listen, if they can provide proof of these third degree burns and this harassment, you know, it could go really two different ways. Listen, so. it's a bad thing for Warner Brothers. It's a bad thing for Ruby Rose. It's a good thing for us because we've got content now. <laughs> hey guys, one quick thing. Both could yes. be true. Yeah, both could be true. Yeah, both could. Yeah, they, they could they, be. Uh, she could have had her own experiences that were outside of what Warner Brothers is aware of currently, and maybe somewhere they'll get to the answer because of all this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, coming up in our final hour, our good friend Brian Justin Crum is joining us to talk about Halloween Palm Springs, a show you're not going to want to miss and what you can expect coming up next. 
Welcome back to The Morning Beat on this spirit day. Hope you're wearing purple and showing your support today and every day. Uh, Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, one of our dear, dear friends is going to call into the show, Brian Justin Crum, uh, to tell you about something really fantastic if you're here in Southern California in the Palm Springs area. It's Halloween Palm Springs. Uh, He's part of a really incredible show coming up. Also, Pride right around the corner. We're going to be in Palm Springs that weekend. Uh, we're going to be on arenas uh, with a nice stage, uh, showing some love for our brothers and sisters and representing Channel Q and the Morning Beat. Can't wait to meet you if you're in, if you're in the area that weekend. Uh, come say hi to Michaela and I. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you got? Okay, honey. Well, today is a big day. It's Spirit Day, and Spirit Day is an annual observance that takes place on the third Thursday in October, on October 21st. This year, the state aims to create awareness for the bullying and harassment that the LGBTQ community faces. Millions of people worldwide identify as queer, and many more are yet to publicly declare their status. Such a large community of people should never be alienated or marginalized because of their sexual orientation. But the reality, sadly, is that they are, all over the world, LGBTQ youths suffer harassment because of their identity. I would like to do a quick shout out, though, because this all came from a high school student uh, who was tired of watching the community in her school get bullied. And she said, everyone, wear purple to show your support, really to honor those who've lost their lives due to bullying and being gay. And it really started... Uh, what is now Spirit Day uh, on October, every third Thursday in October. So AJ said it best. If you think that you don't have a big enough voice to make a difference, look at stories like this. It's just so incredible. You know what? You know what? I just want to thank you for calling that out because I did say it best. You're right. You I did, did say it best, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did, honey. All right, another news. Marvel's upcoming movie, Eternals, has made headlines for featuring the first out gay couple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gay actor Haas Slayman will play the husband of Fastos, the first gay superhero to appear in a Marvel Studio film. Fastos is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and the couple will also have a child. At the film's Hollywood premiere, the stars shared their pride in being part of this historic movie. It's life-saving, Slayman said in an interview. I wish I had had that when I was a kid growing up to see this. My God, can you imagine how many lives this is going to be saving kids, young queer folks, who are either being bullied, committing suicide, not seeing themselves represented, and now they get to see this. It's above and beyond. Slayman also praised the fact that both men in the couple are people of color. He said that is so huge. Marvel and Disney could not be any more global. Also, screenwriter Kaz Furpo also uh, extolled the film's gay representation, saying he grew up with two moms, and the film reflects real life. He said, I think the way... Uh, that our director has brought it to life is beautiful. It's very nuanced. We're not uh, screaming it from the hilltops. It's just showing this is real life and these are real people. Now, the film hits theaters November 5th, but uh, I love that. I think it's really special. I think the key word uh, is not screaming because I feel like oftentimes when we do get representation, it's so loud, it's so flamboyant. And just to like normalize two moms, two dads, having babies is so much better, in my opinion. No, it, absolutely. I was. In, I told you I was shooting this weekend uh, some travel videos for Toyota with uh, Q Digital. They're the, the the team behind LGBTQ Nation and Queer TV. We get a lot of our news from them. We love them, right? Uh, and uh, one of the owners, I met he and his husband and their twelve year old son, and just uh, it, it, it's. Even I, as a gay man, haven't been around a lot of uh, same-sex families. 
Like couples, one thing, but families uh, who've been doing it for that long. And it's so funny because their entire living room was uh, a full display of all of the lo- or the Lego projects he's put together over the years. I was like, how normal is that? It's just yeah. so normal. And even in our community sometimes, I think we have to see it to understand it's possible for us. Absolutely. I love that. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 77 in L.A., 79 in Vegas, 90 in Palm Springs, 88 in Houston, 84 in Miami, 73 in Atlanta, 66 in Chicago, 64 in Cleveland, 90 in La Quinta, and 90 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not in the branch, but in her own wings. Always believe in yourself. I love that. I love that. I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. away. (laughs) I don't know where my home is. All right. Well, we uh, love to sing, but somebody who is actually singing at Halloween Palm Springs, Brian Justin Crumb. You may remember him from America's Got Talent, but he's joining us to talk about his great show that you're not going to want to miss next. Tell me something good. How about I tell you something great instead, Michaela? We're doing something really great here at Channel Q and our parent company, Odyssey. Once again, holidays are right around the corner, so it's time to give back. We're joined now by Vanessa Rosales, the director of the corporate affairs for Ralph's Food for Less. Uh, Tell us about our Fill the Fridge campaign, which we're doing once again to support our community. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Good, and thank you guys for welcoming me back and being able to be part of this fantastic program that is helping so many people in need. Well, it's been a wild success in years past, and it's just as important now as ever. Uh, What can you tell us about the Fill the Fridge program? Sure. So, you know, this feeding people and getting food to those that need it in our community is a big part of of what we do from our charitable side, from Ralph's and Food for Less. And it's, you know, we're committed to ending hunger in our communities and helping to eliminate waste by 2025. And this Fill the Fridge partnership, you know, is a, is a six-month-long partnership with, with Odyssey and the, the radio stations to help us support amazing nonprofits um, that provide meals to people that need them. Yeah, and you've got a really cool program, uh, your Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Social Impact Plan. Uh, you've made a major, major commitment. It's pretty bold. Uh, what is it, and do you think you can accomplish it? Sure. So, you know, through 2025, you know, we were committed to help, well, committed to helping end hunger um, across the communities where we work and live, as well as eliminating waste. And to date, um, both Ross and Food for Less, we've donated more than 10 million meals. Um, this was just through last year alone, um, through Food Rescue. And we're, you know, we're well on our way to, you know, meet that goal of, of you know, it's, it's a, it's a bittersweet goal if you look at it, but the, mm. you know, there's such a great need for, you know, for food and, and there's an issue with food insecurity, but we're, we're well on our way to, to get those meals to people that in need. And I'm glad that Odyssey is a big part of it to helping us make that happen. I love that. I mean, just, just, just thinking about food insecurities and, and, and being afraid of where your next meal is coming from, uh, that, that issue hits our community in particular. I know you've partnered again with the LA LGBT Center Pride Pantry, uh, which is super, super important. Why our community? You, you know what? It's, it's it, you know, and food insecurity runs through every community, but I, it, like you said, it's especially, you know, hard hit is the LGBTQ community. And, you know, it, it's, we need to get those resources in the hands of people that need them. And the, the center does such an amazing job of getting resources to people in need. 
that it's a no-brainer to partner with, with such an amazing organization to help, you know, make our goals and really, you know, help make people's lives a little bit brighter. Well, we love it. We appreciate it. I do want to point out to our listeners uh, that your parent company, uh, Kroger, which is what it's called where I come from in Ohio, uh, the parent company <laughs> of Ralph's and Food for Less, uh, was named one of the best places to work for LGBTQ plus equality for the third consecutive year. Uh, this is according to the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, their Equality Index. So congratulations and thank you for that. And also to our listeners, if you want to help, just $10 provides a full day of hot meals for a homeless LGBTU uh, youth. Uh, $25 uh, towards Pride Pantry is a week of groceries, including a box of food, a bag of fresh produce to an LGBT senior and youth in need. So how can our listeners help support you this season? You know, it's like you said, just it's really easy. Text the word fridge, F-R-I-D-G-E to 20357, you know, to get that Good deed in for the day. Really easy. You can even do it every day. And also, I also I believe Ralph's and Food for Less are going to match donations up to ten thousand dollars to support the LG LGBT Center. Correct? That is correct. Yes. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining us. We always appreciate talking to you. Please let our listeners know one more time where people can go. We have listeners all over the U.S. if they want to help. Sure. You know, you can make a difference today, tomorrow, the following day. Um, once again, you need to text Fridge F R I D G E to. 20357 to help make a difference today. Thank you so much, Vanessa Rosales, Director of Corporate Affairs for Ralph's and Food for Less. Help us fill the fridge for those in need in our community this holiday season. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, that is such a great way to end our show. Um, as always, we thank McDonald's for making this happen at any moment that you can give a sweet relief. It's a moment to look forward to now for a limited time at McDonald's. Get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte, hot or iced for $2. Prices may vary. AJ, we did a good show today. We did good things. We had a good run. Not great, but good. I wouldn't say it was like uh, iconic, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. but like I say, we gave a solid 73%. We could do better. We can always do better. But we could have done worse. So let's focus on that, Michaela Gordon. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.